is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Yes. Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 stations for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our talented executive producer. He keeps everything smooth and running. Ken Cal, voice of the wings, even though they lost an OT last night to Los Angeles. Nice start. Fun team to watch. We'll get an update on the wings from Ken Cal here at the bottom of the hour. Chris Ballas will join us later for a couple of segments. We'll talk about the state of Michigan football. I did see Blake Corum was a midseason first-team All-American at CBSSports.com. He's in the Heisman hunt. And C.J. Stroud was the midseason All-American quarterback over Hooker at... Tennessee, no other Michigan guys, first team on defense or offense. That says something about a team. And they give Michigan State a week from Saturday night at the big house. The Spartans roll in. Mel Tucker has never tasted the sour smell of defeat. He's 2-0 against the Wolverines. So we'll talk to Ballas and Doug Skeen. They do the Michigan football podcast at thewolverine.com. They'll join us later. Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Some huge promotions. Huge. They're huge. We'll talk to Timmy. I also have three four-packs for the Griffins and the Milwaukee Admirals at Van Andel Arena, courtesy of B-Side, not on the A-Side, not the C-Side, but this B-Side. From our flagship station, 96.1 The Game in Grand Rapids. We'll give those away later in this broadcast. You can get your tickets at griffinshockey.com and the Van Andel Arena box office. I reached out to Rich McKeegan. I got to get our Bill Burr tickets, the comedian. I think it's November 3rd. Is that the date at Van Andel? November 4th? What are you, you holding them? I'm saying three, you're saying four. He's in concert. I love big arena comedians when they get to that stage. 
It's November 3rd, and you said the 4th. You held up 4. I just said you had everything running smoothly, and you totally dropped the ball with Rich McKeegan listening right now with his kilt on over at his office about two blocks away at Van Andel Arena. So, yeah, Bill Burr on November 3rd. Then a week later, it will be the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League team. First game at the van. They've laid the basketball floor. They pull it. They, the Griffins will play hockey. I've always wondered what they should do is do a flip sports exhibition where the basketball players play hockey against the Griffins, and then the Griffins play basketball against the Gold. That would be fun. Because I think it would be extremely lopsided on both sides, like blowout city. Good to be talking hoops. Pistons open up tomorrow night against the Orlando Magic. Dan DeVos and the family will be there at a little Caesars Arena. It's like the DeVos's versus the Illiches. Ten guys under 24 for the Pistons. They're going to be fun to watch, but I really think this is a year to get Ivy and Cunningham ready to get after it a year from now, along with Durin. That's just my vibe. I have real expectations on this team. We'll see. How, how, how fast do they gel? I mean, Ivy and Cunningham, if they bring it, they can take it to the rack. They can drop the J. They can no-look dish. They can bounce it on the baseline before you know it. Could the Pistons push for a play-in tournament spot at the end of the year? We'll see. But I I have real, real expectations that you have a young team. So we got the Wings with great young talent. The Pistons with great young talent. We haven't seen Jamison Williams yet for the Lions, who play the Cowboys on Sunday. Tigers, I, I think Riley Green and Torkelson still seem like keepers. It'll be interesting who takes off first. We thought the Lions were on their way at 1-1. One one. Oh, you kidding me? Get a T.O., Dan Campbell. You got everybody excited. And a lot of people are coming at me that they thought the bye week graphic that I shared that showed the bye week beat the Lions 28-14 with 14 in the fourth was a low blow. Really? Really? Now, so you're going to take out your angst on me? You're going to take out your angst on me? I didn't do anything. I shared a graphic that I think made me laugh. Even though I'm a Lions fan. I And again, I say I think made me laugh because I had to think about it. Am I laughing or am I psychotic? And trust me, I crossed that bridge, uh, psycho pass and psycho bridge probably two or three times a day. <laughs> You can also join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Bud Light Hotline. And I do want to thank all the great Anheuser-Busch distributors, including Fabiano Brothers in Detroit, for delivering Bud Light.
to sports fans all across Michigan. And I'm wondering with the audience, and we got Ballas and Skeen coming up in our huge question of the day presented by Bud Light. Do you think Michigan's going to run the table? Are they going to be 12-0 and back in the Big Ten title game and back in the college football playoff? And if they do win at Ohio State, you're going to believe – if they're 12-0 and and they win at Ohio State, I think they're the number one seed. And they win the Big Ten title, they're the number one seed in the college football playoff. They are. And you could have Quorum getting the Heisman. This has the potential to be – the greatest year ever. Uh, it's up there, right, with the 97 team who they celebrated last weekend. So you join in. You let me know, okay? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Are they going to run the table? I'm just talking 12-0 and and get to the Big Ten title game. I'm not saying national championship. And based on who will come out of the West, Ohio State or Michigan – should easily, just like last year, win the Big Ten title, whoever gets there. There's still a lot of work to do. Michigan State isn't a pushover. They believe. Hashtag Mel Tucker hasn't lost to Michigan yet. So Ballas and Skeen doing full hours with us later in the show. A lot of people are asking me about the Beat Huge Contest. If you want that $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter, make sure you get your picks in every week at thehugeshow.net. Thursday night game is a freebie. You have until Sunday morning every week through the big game to get in. Even if you haven't played yet, it's not a season long standings. It's a week-by-week contest at thehugeshow.net. That's my NFL pro picks. I'm trying to figure out if Russell Wilson and Tom Brady are done or are finished. Is Aaron Rodgers beginning to slide down the other side of the hill, which would be over the hill? Brady, you can say what you want to, guys. If you have issues with a wife and kids and a potential split, divorce, separation, whatever you want to call it, Your head's not clear at work, no matter what your job is. It's not. That that stuff will eat at you on a daily basis when you have marital strife or post-divorce strife. It It will tear you up. And you find a way to persevere through it, but you got to give Brady some slack here. Yeah, he threw the little tirade on the sidelines. I mean, Russell Wilson... For the Broncos to invest like two hundred and fifty million in him, he looks done. He he really looks like there's nothing left in the tank. He had all those good receivers in Seattle. Seriously, DK, Lockett, right? And Aaron Rodgers. I the way he changes hairstyles every day. He goes Bun. He goes Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Who, who's bu- who's busting out Nicholas Cage hairdos from Con Air? Who, who's who has that idea? You look at the man. You're like, you know what? I want to look like Nicholas Cage today. Who? That huge owl always. 
finds a perch here at 96.1 in downtown Grand Rapids. Hey, what do you, no wonder those actresses are dumping him like trash trucks. He probably sits around and watches Nicolas Cage movies. Oh, there's not a good one. There's not a good Superfly. Do not tell me you're a Nicolas Cage fan. There's not Con Air. Okay, how does that thing stay in the air with the gunfire and everything shooting while they're up there and everything's moving? With wings? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, one of the Wright brothers' grandsons. Nicholas Cage doesn't have a good movie. He's like Liam Neeson. That is Liam Neeson. Yeah, okay. That guy, every movie's the same. I don't care. He could be working in Canada as a local police officer going, You got my daughter? I'm coming for you. <laughs> is that Liam Neeson or is that a bad leprechaun? <laughs> You got that pot of gold. I'm coming for you. <laughs> all right. He, every movie. He can be a business guy in New York. All of a sudden he's on a train and it's getting hijacked. And he decides he's going to kill all 10 hijackers. Oh, he's on a plane. And another movie. That's getting hijacked. At some point, Liam Neeson has no luck because no matter, he's with his kids at an amusement park. Oh my God, the terrorists are on the roller coaster with them and he has to fight them while it's moving. <sighs> if you say, Superfly, you're a Nicolas Cage fan, I've lost all respect for you. I want you uh, in the next segment to write out Academy Awards he's won, the critically acclaimed movies he's been in, in your top three Nicolas Cage movies. There's not... There's not one. I don't know how he made it. Did his dad own the studio? <laughs> hey, I'm Frankie Cage. I want my son to be a star. Do a movie with... Uh, they're transporting convicts. We'll call it Con Air. Uh, all right, so that huge question of the day presented by Bud Light. Do you think Michigan will run the regular season schedule clean of a loss 12-0, and including winning at Ohio State? Based on what you watched last weekend against Penn State. Answer that question at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, you can also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. All of our social networking interactions are presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold. And like I mentioned, they now will play their home games at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. First game at the Van will be on Thursday night, November 10th. Get your tickets at the usual ticket outlets. And also follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's go to Dwayne, known as Big D, in Bay City, listening on 100.9 FM. You're on the huge show across Michigan. 
Huge. Let me just tell you, I love your acting, man, but that was a brutal Warwick Davis leprechaun. <laughs> Didn't sound like Leo, man, but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, hey, I wanted to say that um, I agree with you about, you know, uh, Tom Brady. You know, they looking bad, and they gave money to War- Russell Wilson. But as far as Michigan goes, Bill, I'm just going to say this, man. In years – it's always a tough game against Michigan State, but I think Mich- Michigan is on a mission, and I don't think it's going to be as close as, as what people think in this rivalry game. I just think about what I've seen Saturday. When was the last time you've seen Michigan not punt a ball in a game? It, I mean, they've done it, but it's been a while. But that game, should they should have scored at least 60 you know, instead of 41. But I'm just going to say, man, I just think Michigan is going to run the table. I think Michigan and Ohio State, to me, are the best teams in the country. So I'm going with that, Bill. And I don't care what people say about Penn State. They're not a, they wasn't a number 10. Like they say, you are what your record says. Penn State was number 10, and Michigan beat them convincingly. So I'm going with that, Bill. And I hope you all have a beautiful day up there in Grand Rapids. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. I'm getting a lot of heat on the huge text chain about my Liam Neeson impression. A lot of people connecting it to leprechauns they've seen in movies. Oh, speaking of movies, uh, Brian Chan uh, tweeted at Huge Show, Nicolas Cage won an Oscar for leaving Las Vegas. I hated that movie. And what, what other movie? He didn't win one for Con Air, did he? I didn't like I, I didn't like leaving Las Vegas. Oh, a adaptation. He was nominated for another Oscar. He, his dad owned the, the his dad had owned the the movie studio and probably was president of the Academy of Arts and Sciences that give out the Oscars. Had to be. <laughs> Ken Kell, Voice of the Wings. Next, we'll talk about their nice start, two and one. Tough OT loss last night, but extremely fun to watch early. Cal on the wings in a moment. Chris Ballas and Doug Skeen from the Michigan Football Podcast will join us later. I think Hank in Lake City listening on 93.7 FM, the ticket out of Cadillac that you can hear Cadillac to Traverse City. Hank, you guys get snow up there last night or today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's snowing and blowing, wet and heavy. In Lake City, Michigan. How's it going, Huge? Yeah, we just got rain. So uh, how much snow did you guys get? I see up north, like Marquette, uh, towards Houghton, oh, our U- listeners got like two feet of snow. Yeah, the UP's getting hammered, but middle Michigan, we're okay. We only got about an inch, and I don't think it's going to stay around very long. So, All right. Well, what's on your mind? Hey, I think Michigan's going to run the table, and this is why. Look at the com- – compare the stats from last year's team to this year's team. Defense is better. Offense is scoring more points. We're running the ball better. I think Michigan's got a chance to run the tables just as long as the stripes at the horseshoe are on are not, are um, consistent. Yeah, you know what? I've never seen officials at the shoe in Columbus ever be slanted for Ohio State. I've never seen that. If anybody has, please alert me on the huge text chain. Text the word huge to 21,000. Bud Light, huge question of the day. Do you think Michigan will run the table on the regular season, be 12-0 and going into the Big Ten championship game? Because I'm telling you, if they are 12-0 and they've won at Ohio State and they beat number 10 Penn State, 
and they win the Big Ten championship game, they're going to be the overall number one seed in the college football playoff. But I want your feedback on 866-838-4843. That's when 866-838-HUGE at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle and digging for gold every Friday in October for your chance to score up to $5,500 in cash for premium play. Hourly winners from 7 to 11 p.m. each week. And on October 28th, all the prizes turn to cash. See what you'll dig up only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast-to-coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com. Also, Tom has stepped up with $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. Auto Value is a large Midwest-based company committed to the values of honesty and integrity in everything we do. From Detroit to Madison, Chicago to Marquette, when you shop at your local Auto Value Auto Parts store, you'll be assured of quality, service, and a huge selection of name brand products. And all available in-store or online at MyAutoValueStore.com. And as a convenience, we offer same-day in-store pickup or convenient ship-to-home service. Now that's Auto Value, and thank you for shopping locally. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Busy sports time right now. We have the Wings, who are off to a 2-0-1 start with the OT loss last night to the Kings. Ken Cal, one of the great voices in hockey in the world, calls all the Wings games with Paul Woods. He'll join us in a moment. I, I love the attacking energy in this team. You still can't play five, four games all season long, but 
You know, you look at Colorado Avalanche, you know, they wouldn't want a cup and uh, they didn't play a ton of defense. They just played to outscore everybody. A lot of high scoring games early in the NHL. I think it's just the speed, athleticism. What, what about Larkin's play last night? I really like the lines. I For five points, three games in, tough opening week with four games. I'll take it. And entertaining to watch. And that's part of the sports experience. Ken Cal, voice of the wings, is standing by on the Meyer guest line. And Ken, I know we talked a week ago before the regular season opener, but now three games in, a, a pleasant surprise what I've seen from the wings. Yeah, I thought the first two games were really good as far as the overall defensive play. And you and I were talking last week of how, how this team needs to cut down on the goals against. Yesterday, well, you can't give up five and expect to win the game, although you do like the Red Wings' resolve. I thought uh, the third period really picked up. Uh, it shows the fight in this team, the never-give-up kind of attitude. And it would have been really magical if the Red Wings huge would have won that game in overtime. But uh, the way they did it, you mentioned Larkin's play. That was just terrific. Sunquist scoring with the goaltender pulled and then um, just a bad break in overtime to lose it. But you got to love it. Hey, five points out of six, and, you know, the team's going off to Chicago, and that's a very winnable game. Who would be your three stars three games in, three players that have really caught your attention, Ken, on the wing side? Well, I think David Perron. I mean, here's a guy that was brought in to score goals, and, and he has three goals in his last two games. And obviously, he's a gamer, you know. The guy's a proven NHL player, and I think in the first three games of the season, he's been terrific. I think Dylan Larkin's been probably their all-around best forward. Um, you know, going into last night's game, he was plus five. He was the leader, one of the leaders in the plus-minus department. Uh, had a terrific game against New Jersey. We saw the back-checking play that he made yesterday, which was terrific. So he's another guy that's on my list. And I, I just give like a whole group of, of uh, stars, I guess, to guys that you don't normally give stars to. That's Robert Hag, who's been really, really solid defensively. You really don't notice him, but that's in a good way. You know, he's just been pretty solid defensively back there on the blue line. I think Olimata has been really good, too. He's been putting up the points and, you know, doesn't hurt you back there on the blue line as well. So those would be my guys. But again, I think it's an overall team effort. And again, they, they just need to concentrate on stopping uh, the scoring chances and making sure that they're better in their defensive end. Now, last night, huge, I will say this, it was the third game in four nights for this team. They had to travel from New Jersey, had an off day Sunday. They started out, they were a little bit tired, I thought, but, um, you know, it was a tough game for, for the Red Wings. So now they've got three days to practice. I think they'll be better on in Chicago on Friday. What's the most noticeable thing you see that's different three games in for this Wings team to the team we saw last season? Uh, just the attention to detail on defense and the forwards making an effort to make sure that they don't get caught up ice, that they hang on to the puck and make the plays and, and don't turn the puck over. Now, we saw some of that uh, disappear yesterday in the game against Los Angeles, but I give the Kings credit. They, uh, you know, they're a playoff team last year and, and, you know, they've got some big, strong forwards and they forced the issue in the offensive zone. And, you know, they're, they're a tough team to handle sometimes. But, uh, you know, I'd say overall in the first three games, uh, I'm pleasantly surprised. They're pleasantly pleased with this Red Wing team on the way that the coaching staff has them playing. And I think it's only going to get better as they learn the structure and the system going forward. The crowd's been awesome. Uh, the energy from the wings, the fans. Uh, 
Uh, love your call with Paul on the Wings Radio Network. 2-0-1, and I think Paul was on with us last week previewing the season, and he really thought this team will claw and fight and be there uh, late in the season fighting for a playoff spot. I, I agree with that, and and you saw evidence of that last night where you know they're in it to the end, and I've always said you got to play, you've got to play close games, and and you got to get points any way you can get it. So if you're going to lose a game, make sure you lose in overtime or in a shootout because at least you gain a point. And that play by Larkin yesterday, instead of getting no points, that earned them a point. And and who knows down the road if it goes down to the final week of the season, and let's say the Red Wings get in by a point, you can look back at this. Los Angeles game and say, if it wasn't for Dylan Larkin making that play, maybe the Red Wings don't make the playoffs. So, you know, that, that was a huge point, I thought, for the Red Wings. And they, they, I don't think they were at their best in that game against Los Angeles, but somehow they found a way to scratch and claw and find a way to get a point out of it. And to me, that, that means a lot. And, and with that said about Paul, uh, congratulations to him on his 3,000th broadcast. So, He's been around for a lot of years. He worked with Bruce. He worked with me. And uh, I'll tell you what, he knows the game like nobody else. So congratulations to Paul. 3,000 Wings games he's done? Yep, 3,000. He's been in the booth for, I think, 38 years now. (laughs) You don't realize it, but uh, yeah, 3,000 games. That counts playoffs and regular season as well. But that's, that's a lot of games. Yeah, he should be right. Is he being recognized, or has he been recognized nationally for that? Like on all the NHL outlets, I, I haven't read or seen anything. It's the first I've heard of it from you. Yeah, well, he, um, you know, like Helene St. James wrote a little article, a little story about him in the Free Press yesterday, and they honored him a little bit between one of the TV breaks yesterday in the first period. But nationally, I don't think so. I, I know that uh, in the league, Paul and I, I, I know we're the longest running. Uh, duo in the National Hockey League right now, you know, currently amongst radio play-by-play guys. So, yeah, he's been around a long time. And, uh, yeah, it's hard to believe 3,000 games. That's a lot of games. 3,000 games. He he was there uh, the very first game ever played without a goalie mask. He was there. <laughs> those those are the days, right? I, don't know I still think did it back then. guys who you know I get when football started there weren't face masks, but you know they didn't have uh, sticks and pucks coming at them. Goalies, how tough the sport was for goaltenders to play with no mask on when the NHL was first started. Amazing. You know, huge. I had a chance to talk with a lot of old timers. You know, and I said. Back in the day, I was talking to these guys, and they said, you know what, well, we didn't get the shots up high on goalies. You know, most of our shots, we kept them low out of respect. Yeah, we were trying to score, but but my, my argument was, well, you know, you can't stop a deflection, right? So if a guy shoots the puck even on the ice and the guy gets a stick on it and it deflects and hits the goaltender in the face, obviously it's going to do some major damage. So I don't know. Those goaltenders back in the day, they were tough, I'll tell you. They sure were. Ken Cowley's a tough guy with Paul Woods. They, they'll they'll drop the gloves in the booth and brawl with the other announcing team, and they'll take two minutes off the broadcast or they'll have to run promos. Uh, they're tough guys. They're hockey guys. Congrats. Tell Paul congratulations from the huge show on 3,000 broadcast, okay? Yeah, I will do that. And the next time you have him on your radio show, make sure you mention that because, uh, again, you know, he's kind of guy – you know, he, he deserves the accolades because he's been around for such a long time. He does know the game, but he's one of those guys that it really 
you know, he poo-poos it a lot, but I'm sure he it means a lot to him privately. I think he needs to be known as Mr. 3000 now. I, I, I believe there was a movie uh, at one time, but now there's a new Mr. 3000, and he's Paul Woods. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what? There's no guy that doesn't – I mean, he, he's taught me so much just by, you know, talking to him. I wish – yeah, I mean, I wish people would know, like, how, many, how much conversation we have, like, you know, during commercial breaks, and and you know, I was just asking him yesterday about the uh, the one three three, and uh, you know, to give me an idea of what that means, and he drew it all out for me on the back of a piece of paper, and it was it was pretty interesting, yeah, and and how to play, and and he just teaches me so much, you know, throughout the the course of the season, it's it's amazing. He's a living legend, he truly is, and so are you, Ken, man. You got great ambassadors for the Wings for hockey. For the state, uh, I always appreciate your time here on the Huled Show across Michigan. I'll be watching the wings and listening to you guys in my car, okay? All right, sounds good, Huge. And we're expecting some good things from this team this year, and I think they're going to give the fans uh, you know, a lot to cheer about this year before it's all said and done. A lot of depth, and man, the, the youth uh, down in Grand Rapids with the Griffins is amazing. The future, with, with what Stevie Wise putting together, uh, with this front office, uh, the talent, the Swedish Express, and now you see why they did add Lidstrom as their uh, international guy. Uh, they're going to start just rolling in top-line players, if not already here in Michigan with the Wings and also in Grand Rapids with the Griffins. Absolutely, and uh, you know the, the injury bug's already hit in Detroit right now. Bertuzzi's out four to six weeks. Uh, Verona hasn't played because of some personal issues that he's going through right now. And, uh, you know, there's there's a few other guys banged up. So these guys that are playing in Grand Rapids, they better be ready to pack their bags because I think before it's all said and done, these guys will be making trips up to Detroit and playing. Uh, with Bertuzzi out four to six weeks, uh, any word on who's going to fill his roster spot? Well, you know what, I think, I'm just going off the top of my head, and I don't know anything, you know, firsthand. But I would think that before the team goes to Chicago, they're going to need some backups. So uh, I would imagine that there might be a call up or two from Grand Rapids before that Chicago game. And like I said, uh, I, I don't know how long Verona's going to be out, but there's a couple of spots open right now, and you got to have a little depth when you're going to Chicago. So I would imagine that uh, you know maybe a call be placed to Grand Rapids, and a few guys will be brought up. Kenny, thank you so much. Safe travels with the Wings, and I look forward to our next conversation talking hockey. All right, sounds good, Huge. All right, Ken Cal. He's excited. Five points, 2-0-1, with the OT loss last night to the Los Angeles Kings. Good job, Superfly. He landed Ken Cal. He didn't want to come on. And you said, Bill likes you. He goes, you know what? I'm going to come on. Thank you, Superfly. Chris Ballas and Doug Skeen will join us uh, coming up later in the show. I will go inside where Michigan football is at right now. The Penn State win, what lies ahead. Michigan State had the big house a week from Saturday night. And also our Bud Light huge question of the day. Do you think Michigan will run the regular season table and finish 12-0, including that finale win at Ohio State? I believe more than ever in this team after Penn State, and I was thinking about last year, what what game made me say, you know what, this team, they can beat everybody, even after losing to Michigan State, they can still they can still go to the Big Ten title game. I think it was when they won at Penn State. I really do. I think that was a game that kind of got my attention. You can join in one 866 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. 
All of our social network interaction is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold, who now will play their home games inside Van Andel Arena. First game at the Van will be on Thursday night, November 10th. Get your tickets at the usual Ticketmaster outlets. And also follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first basket score or prop bet on any NBA game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, you'll get up to $25. Back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 270 7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for the Grand Rapids Gold. They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, coached by former NBA All-Star Andre Miller. And they'll be playing their home games in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And the Gold's home opener in GR will be Thursday night, November 10th. If you need tickets, quick link, follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Twitter, Facebook, or just Google Grand Rapids Gold. Their home opener is on Thursday night, November 10th at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. If finding low prices on family favorites, fresh produce, pharmacy, pet supplies, home, and sporting goods is tripping you up, shop Meyer, where one trip saves you lots of trips. Plus, save just for making the trip. Meyer credit card holders get 10 cents off every gallon at Meyer gas stations. Or use home delivery and get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer, where all you need is just a trip away. Subject to credit approval, terms and conditions apply. See details at Meyer.com slash credit card. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Time to check in on what's on tap at your local brand, Steakhouse and Grill, your home for all Michigan, Michigan State, ND, Lions, Big Ten, and NFL football games on all the TVs and all brands' locations. Now, there's the brands in Bay City. For our listeners on 100.9 FM, you'll find the brands in Caledonia just south of Grand Rapids, the brands in Cascade east of GR, the brands in Holland off of US 31 on James. Johnny Bram has two locations, Johnny, or two locations, plural. Johnny Brands in Granville and also Johnny Brands 
on Leonard, just off of 131 in downtown GR. So make plans to watch the Lions back in action after the bye. We got the Cowboys on Sunday, Wings, Pistons, Major League Baseball playoffs, and more happening on all the TVs. Pistons regular season opener tomorrow night. Go to brands.com for the location close to where you live or where you'll be traveling. And if you want to pick up some of your brand's favorites for game night or work day, bring them back to the office or home for dinner or to watch a game, you can get takeout or delivery. Easy access at brands.com. That is brands.com. And look for the huge show. We'll be of Mike Brand Sr. at the Brands in Cascade just east of GR. That will be a week from Saturday night. Our huge Michigan State at Michigan watch party at the Brands in Cascade right across from Meyer. East of GR. I haven't seen a point spread yet. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports yesterday told us he thought Michigan State will be at least a three-touchdown underdog on the road. Weren't they 20? I think they were a 20-point underdog in the COVID year with no fans when Rocky Lombardi was like National Player of the Week at QB. Mel Tucker hasn't lost to Michigan, and that win against Wisconsin just gives you a little pause at... This is their game of the year. They won't play a bigger game than this one. They won't. I'm talking Michigan State. They will not play a bigger game than a week from Saturday at the Big House. So join me for that huge watch party if you're listening on 96 One The Game in Grand Rapids with Mike Brand, Sr. at the Brands in Cascade one week from Saturday night. Doug Skeen. Chris Ballas, they co-host the Michigan Football Podcast together weekly at thewolverine.com. Both will join me for a couple of segments coming up. State of Michigan football right now. Blake Corm is going to win the Heisman. If he keeps throwing up 150 yards a game and he goes to Ohio State and throws up like 200, he'll win the Heisman. Paul Hooker, the quarterback at... Tennessee, the run he's on right now might be tough to beat. C.J. Stroud has been fabulous for Ohio State. And Bryce Young was pretty darn good in that loss to Tennessee last week. You want to join in our huge question of the day. Do you believe Michigan will run the table 12-0 in the regular season, including winning the finale at Ohio State? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. And if you miss any interview, any hour, any show, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. 
Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Here we go with our number two on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. We're also honored to partner with Marty Poor and the Michigan Sports Network. He does a great job. Great dad. Good guy. Boo-boo. Hey, boo-boo. I got a pick a nigga basket. Inside this hour. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will look at Michigan football, what they did last Saturday, where they're at right now. Is Corm a Heisman candidate? I think he is. He's in the top five in my book right now. And what about the Bud Light huge question of the day? I'll be curious to hear from Chris Ballas and Doug Skeen. They co-host the Michigan football podcast that you can hear weekly at the Wolverine.com. Do you think Michigan will run the table in the regular season and go 12-0? and The Penn State second half, if not the entire game outside of a couple plays, it showed me that they can go to Ohio State and win. It was kind of like winning at Penn State last year made you think, you know what, this team can get it done. Even after the Michigan State collapse. But I'm talking about a team in our Bud Light Huge Question of the Day. Do you think Michigan will run the table regular season, go 12-0? and Because if they do win at Ohio State and they, I don't know who's going to win the West. Uh, good luck there. They should win that. And I believe with that win over Ohio State at the end, they'll be the number one seed in the college football playoff if they're 13-0. and That includes winning the Big Ten Championship again. You want to answer that question, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Our social network interaction is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold, who will play all their home games inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Home game number one is Thursday night, November 10th. Get your tickets and all Ticketmaster outlets of Van Andel Arena box office and be a part of history. Game one of the Grand Rapids Gold inside Van Andel Arena, Thursday night, November 10th. And follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's go talk some Michigan football. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. He is standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, Chris? Hey, Bill, I'm doing great. Nice bye week, you know, and unfortunately we're not at Tullymore Gulpin where we should be, but <laughs> you know what? It is what it is, brother, and we had a great couple of times up there. Love that place, and we'll get back there in the spring, you know? 
Well, uh, originally what Chris is talking about, we when Michigan has a break or Michigan State and the Lions, we like to do a in-season football summit. So we had made plans about a month ago to go to Tullymore, but as the weather got closer, we started to notice high temps in the 40s, chance of snow. So we had to bag it. We talked to Matt Golden, the CEO of Tullymore last week, and now when I look this, this would have been a live outdoors broadcast on their <laughs> patio today, and we would have golfed 18 at Tullymore. I just saw the wind chill on the yeah. local NBC affiliate uh, in the Tullymore area. Canadian Lakes, about an hour north of GR, close to Big Rapids. The wind chill right now is 31 degrees. That's insane, and it's howling too, man. It's been blustery, and uh, oh. that would have been uh, that would have yeah. been St. Andrews. Uh, there's already much worse. there's already enough issues with skiing, you, Superfly, and me on a golf course together. We didn't right. need to add on wind, snow, rain, and freezing cold. <laughs> that would have been terrible. But uh, you know what? We'll wait until it warms up, man. And again, that place is just first class, and uh, those people always take such good care of us. And uh, I was bummed, you know, because it's going to be 70 degrees on Saturday, Billy. Yeah, by the way, uh, Matt Golden did tell me when uh, we had to cancel our in-season football summit that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday temperatures are supposed to be in the 70s, believe it or not, uh, in the West Michigan, Tullymore area. So Tullymore is still open for a couple of weeks. So if you want to book a tea time, hour north of GR, about 30 minutes west of Mount Pleasant, uh, check them out. Uh, go to TullymoreGolf.com, book a tea time. 70-degree weather, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Wind chill of 31 as we sit here talking today. <laughs> it's pure Michigan. <laughs> it's weird. But there are bye weeks for both Michigan and Michigan State this weekend. If you're going to do it, go do it now, man, because uh, you know what? I'm, there's not a great slate of games this weekend either. That's the bummer of it. I think Ohio State, Iowa, that's mm. going to be – you know what? It'll be interesting to see if right if if Ohio State can move the ball on that Iowa defense, and I think they will because they're going to have like a million chances, right? Because Iowa can't move the ball across the street. But those are the games we're going to watch. Penn State, Minnesota. That'll be kind of fun to see. Is Penn State as bad as Michigan made them look? And holy cow, Bill! I didn't don't think any of us saw that coming. We thought they'd they'd win, but that that was complete emasculation in that game, and really showed how good Michigan I think can be when they are really focused, especially running the ball. One thing about Iowa, though, if they can go get a 10 nothing, 14 nothing lead and surprise Ohio State early and they dictate the pace, that's always a squirrely place uh, when you're playing Iowa, either home or away, if they can get the lead. Yeah, those seven safeties, right? Uh, to get up 14 to nothing. And it's weird because we hey, say stop that ripping Iowa. There's good people in Iowa. <laughs> I love Iowa. But when they won 7 to 3 in the opener and they had two safeties and a field goal, I mean, you can't make that crap up, man. That was unbelievable. So uh, they got to figure some stuff out because they got a good enough defense to be better than they are. And it feels like nobody wants to win the West right now, right? Wisconsin's the worst team in the West, if you look. And it's really not close. Northwestern, I guess, is uh, the, because they pounded Northwestern, which, so it's Wisconsin. Northwestern, and then everybody else is ahead of those two teams. Who would have guessed that Wisconsin would be that bad and, and have fired their coach at this point of the year? Two teams in the West have fired their coaches already, Bill. So what does that tell you about that other side of the division? Yeah, I, I, you look at the Big Ten, and um, I said this when the polls came out, and Ohio State remained at number two. The Notre Dame game was big at the time, and ND was five, but ND is a three-and-three three average team that just lost to Stanford. They've lost to Marshall. Ohio State has not played anybody yet. Nope. 
No, they haven't. And that's the thing. Everybody said, oh, Michigan hasn't played anybody. Michigan's by, played by far the toughest team of those two teams, and that was Penn State, we think. Uh, and again, we don't know how good Penn State is. Michigan made them look terrible. And it was to the point where James Franklin was talking after that game, Bill, where he's like, we got to get bigger at positions. we got to get stronger. And, you know, he was kind of cutting into his guys. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? You've still only got one loss here. you got Ohio State coming up at home. And I remember when Penn State came in here and got obliterated in 2016. And they lost, I think, 49 to 10 or something like that. And then they went on to win the Big Ten. And, you know, it was smoke and mirrors kind of. Ohio State outplayed them at their place. But you still got a chance when you only have one loss. So, uh, again, we'll see a a little bit more about them when Minnesota goes there. But look at Minnesota and how they've faded. You know, P.J. Fleck had that thing going. Then all of a sudden, you know, we thought, they were going to be a lock to win the West, and now it's like, who's going to win it? Who wants it? It doesn't look like anybody wants it. Yeah, I was I was just talking about that before I came to you, or maybe it was in the last hour, when I'm looking at the West standings. Are you going to get a three-loss team that ends up in the Big Ten title game? Yeah, you know what? Illinois got a chance. Because, right, yeah. Now they're going to lose, though. They're going to lose to Michigan, most likely. Uh, and uh, but that is a, a team that uh, has surprised everybody, and they're they're built like Brett Bielema built Wisconsin, and they are tough defensively. If you look at them in the standings and where they rank in the defensive rankings and stuff like that, they're right up there in the top ten in most categories. Their offense is getting better with Tommy DeVito there, so. Um, they've got an identity. They know what they are, and uh, they are built in in Brett Bielema's identity. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see if they can keep it up. But right now they look like the best team, and if you would have predicted that before the season, then you were some kind of a football savant, because I certainly didn't see it coming. Yeah, you could have a two-loss team. Three might be stretching in a mm-hmm. little bit, but you'll have a more than likely a two-loss team, whether it's two Big Ten losses or two losses on the season in the title game. Question I'm asking the audience, and I do want to get back to Ohio State because after Michigan dominated number 10 Penn State, even when Herb Street jumps on the Michigan bandwagon, you know they have a good team. I don't know why Ohio State is still in front of Michigan in the polls. There is no reason. I get they have a great offense, mm-hmm. but you haven't played anybody yet. No. And you go look at Notre Dame, like you said, they've lost. Oh, Notre, Notre Dame, a Freeman, Brian Kelly, uh, new offense. Freeman knows defense, and their defense has been solid, but they offensively are lost. C.J. Carr yeah. will step in there next year as a true freshman and probably start from day one, right? Well, he's not playing well, you know. Uh, they he got isn't? shut out seven. No, they got shut out seven to nothing by Bedford. I mean, you're a five-star quarterback, and I think he dropped a hundred spots in the rankings. And I'm not ripping on the kid. Okay, he was overrated a little bit. I still think he's a good quarterback, but I think he's number one thirty-four in the country. At one point, he was a five-star. Michigan cooled on him and wanted Dante Moore, and now you're starting to see why they lost to Dexter the other night. He had an interception, a key interception, and a fumble at, uh, inside the ten when they were going in to score to tie the game so uh, he's got some work to do I don't think I'm not quite sure uh, at this point and this is not again not disparaging the kid because I love the family but I don't know that he's Notre Dame caliber and we'll see if he ends up there frankly you know because uh, he's got some work to do but uh, he's one of those kids that has all the he can make all the throws and everything else he just needs to play against better competition in my opinion to get better and uh, but we'll see where he ends up Chris Bellis of the Wolverine.com the Michigan insider joining us on the Meyer guest line Talking Big Ten football, Michigan, and more. If you have a Michigan comment or question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that Huge text chain. Text the word Huge out of 21,000. Our Bud Light Huge question of the day Do you think Michigan will run the table in the regular season and finish 12 0? 
Uh, Chris, uh, before Penn State, I probably wouldn't have been leaning that way. I'm not guaranteeing a victory in Columbus, but based on their line play, O-line and D-line, and if they stay healthy, they have a great chance to win in Columbus because I watched a physical defense in Notre Dame, which is the bright part of that team, a 3-3 three and three team, who were number five at the time when they met in that opener. I, I watched Ohio State struggle uh, with pressure defense and physical up front just like they did last year against Michigan at the Big House. I think the Wolverines have one of the better chances I can remember of going into Columbus and posting a W. Yeah, and they should have in 2016 and some. Uh, yeah, the officials. That's right. I forgot. Are they going to get a crow from like Shaker Heights, Ohio? <laughs> exactly. So that was a great opportunity, and they missed it. Uh, and they could have done some things better. They blew it flat out. They, they, you know what? They didn't get the calls. But uh, kind of like the Michigan State game last year, you still had an opportunity when everything goes against you to win that game if you do your things right. And they did too many things wrong and ended up losing games that they should not have. Uh, it doesn't happen very often in the Jim Harbaugh era, and we've seen that. But those were a couple of occasions. But I think it was Joel Klatt who said, uh, Fox analyst, who I really like, Bill, and he said this team was built to beat Ohio State. Now, he wasn't guaranteeing that they were going to beat them, but he said this team is built to beat Ohio State. We saw it last year. They bullied them. That game, unless, you know what, they had to, Ohio State had to pull some, some rabbits out of their hat offensively just to stay in that game. Some of the catches they made and throws that they made, C.J. Stroud, uh, just to stay close. Uh, Michigan bullied them on both lines of scrimmage, and that's how you win football games. And I think Ohio State's offensive line is much better. I talked to somebody close to Wisconsin's team who's got a couple kids that play for Wisconsin, and they said, you know what? Ohio State looks like they've got a chip on their shoulder. These guys, their chubby linemen came back and got in shape. They look like they're playing with more of an edge, um, but I still like Michigan's defensive line against their offensive line right now, and if they can generate some pressure, and they're starting to do it. They're on pace now for many more sacks than they had last year when they had those elite defensive ends, then I think they're going to have a chance because I think they're going to be able to run the ball on those guys, and as long as they don't turn it over, they can control the game and control the time of possession. Chris Bells of the Wolverines.com joining us on the huge show across Michigan. I did see at CBSSports.com that uh, college football midseason All-American team, Blake Corum, was a first-teamer, and he's earned it on the field. He really has. 13 touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, leads the nation. Uh, Of course, he had five in one game against a lousy opponent, but you know what? It happens. And some of the runs that he's had in big games, Maryland, he ripped off a couple of big ones in short yardage situations where you could see his improved vision, which has gotten better each year under Mike Hart, who's an outstanding football coach and and so glad that he was back on the sidelines on Saturday. But you're starting to see it now, too, with sophomore Donovan Edwards. And I was of the impression that, hey, maybe this guy's a better slot receiver and maybe he's not that every down running back but now we're starting to see him find those seams and he's not perfect yet he missed a couple in the red zone against Penn State but we saw him make some cuts that I hadn't seen him make before and break some tackles and then once he gets into the secondary there's no way he's letting a safety tackle him so he's coming on too so we're starting to see this uh, this uh, this running attack really round into shape and Blake Corum uh, this is going to be his last year in a Michigan uniform I believe strongly believe based on the things that we've heard in the people that we've spoken with so enjoy them while you can and donovan edwards uh he is the quiet on the field assassin big play back uh the, the combination they're bringing to the table the o-line and i know we talked about this in our telling more football summit before the se- season with you and 
Doug Skeen, and you guys do the Michigan football podcast together at thewolverine.com. We'll talk to Skeen in our final hour. Uh, but this whole line coming together and the Dean line just rising to new levels every game, those are the two reasons I look at this team and believe they can run the table 12-0. and yeah, Regular season table. Regular season. Yeah. And I'd pick them to win the Big Ten title game. And by the way, if yeah. you close out your season by winning at Ohio State, who could be number one at the time, yeah. uh, they're two now, they could be number one, uh, you're you're a lock if you win that Big Ten title game for being the overall number one seed in the college football playoff. I think it's pretty yeah pretty close. Uh, it may be Georgia, right? If Who's they, Georgia uh, beat? They beat Oregon, who's average, right? But they're going to have to play some good teams here coming up. They got to play Tennessee, and they're probably going to have to go through Alabama. And if they go unscathed, then I think they'll probably be number one. You know how it is. Uh, you know what the the SEC bias, which is deserved. If you look at frankly the last ten, twenty, thirty years, you know what? There's a reason that they uh, that there is an SEC bias because they get the best the best players and and they've been playing the best football. And uh, you know the Big Ten doesn't win national championships. So at the same time, uh, Michigan would probably be a two seed in that situation. And uh, and you know depending on who's three and four, this is going to be one of those years though, Bill, where we could have. And I say this every year, but now I'm looking at all the parity between 1 and 10, and it's going to be, you know what, we've got to do something different because there are going to be about three or four teams that are left out of the playoff that have a right to be there or at least have an argument for it. I strongly believe that this year. And so we're going to see that uh, that playoff expand sooner than later, in my opinion, and it's going to be because people are going to be squawking at the end of the season. If Michigan were to lose only to Ohio State, for example, uh, you know what, but dominate everybody else but lose a nail-biter there, you know what, and end up in the Rose Bowl, that number four team, I can guarantee you, probably isn't going to be better than Michigan. So it's going to be one something to watch. It'll be fun, uh, and it's going to be maddening for some programs, I can promise you that. Yeah, because you do have the, the games that matter, because I look at the rankings. I talked about this yesterday on the show that it seems there's a group of six right now that are legit on playing for the title unless Mississippi wanted to do something crazy and beat Alabama and beat Georgia or Tennessee and get to the college football playoff. But I'm looking at this group of six. That includes Clemson, but they haven't played anybody. Oh, they got Notre Dame. That's three and three team that's lost to Marshall. In Stanford at home, both games at right. home. Uh, that you're you're going to have Tennessee at Georgia, which is a game where that loser probably is eliminated. I really believe that from the college football playoff. If Georgia would lose and they wouldn't get a chance at Alabama, or God forbid, an undefeated Lane Kiffin at Old Miss. <laughs> who's number seven in the country right now? I mean, yes, we got to be are. we got to be honest about that and. So it's it's Michigan Ohio State. It's the Penn State game against Ohio State. It's Alabama uh, finishing off their schedule, including Mississippi. Uh, it's Tennessee Georgia. I mean, these are the games that I believe will dictate, including your conference title games, but the regular season games that kind of pave the path for the college football Final Four. They are, and and I think it's too early to say anybody's out of it with one loss because we don't know what's going to happen at the end of the year. I remember. 
God, 2003, I think it was, and Michigan had had to have like seven things go right for them to be, you know, ranked close to the top four or something like that, and and like six of them did. And it's like uh, teams were beating teams that they shouldn't, and that's what makes college football so fun. But that's why we need a 12-team playoff, in my opinion, because that makes it even more fun, right? When uh, you've got when you've got legitimate teams that you know when number eight can legitimately beat number one or you know number two or something like that, uh, then I think you know what, then you, there's definitely a case for expansion. So, And I think we're going to see that. But uh, that's what bugs me about this year is thinking about it, you know, because I, I, I still wouldn't pick Michigan to win at Ohio State. I think they can. I don't think there's any question they can, and I think it'll be a great game. But uh, I think Ohio State's got so much riding on that one that uh, they're going to be tough to beat down there. But you know what, if you've got that kind of a team and, uh, and you don't get an, an opportunity to play for a championship when you're one of the best four teams in the country, that would suck. So but we'll see. Uh, there's a lot of football to be played, and you know what? We're, we're kind of talking. We're kind of taking it for granted, right? That Michigan's going to be Michigan State, and that they're going to beat Illinois, and and they certainly should. We're looking at the FPIs on ESPN and the the percentage chances to win. They're over ninety percent, I think, for just about everybody left on the on the schedule. But uh, but you still got to take care of business. We've seen strange things happen in that Michigan Michigan State series in the last five years alone. There are things that I never thought I'd see. The last seven years, I never thought I'd see in a football field that I've seen in those games. So uh, that's going to be an interesting one on October 29th as well. That'll be a night game a week from Saturday night at the Big House. Spartans at the Wolverines, and the one thing that's going for the Spartans are coming off a win over Wisconsin, and all the pressure is on Michigan to beat Michigan State a week from Saturday. It is, and I, but I think they've been pointing to this one. This is the first year that I can remember that Jim Harbaugh and his players have openly talked about Michigan State in the off season and in the preseason, where they said, "Look, we haven't beaten Ohio State and Michigan State in the same season, and that's one of our goals this year." And uh, they understand that they missed an opportunity last year. There were some funny things that happened in that game, but again, still sort of won it and uh, and did not. And they understand that uh, they've got to rise to that level of uh, you know. It's that a buddy of mine calls it a hundred years of hate. Right in these rivalries, and you love that, and I love that because you can feel it. Like when they take the field, you can just tell, and the fan bases don't like each other, and the teams don't like each other, and and sometimes that plays into the effort and, and what you see on the field. Michigan's got to match that, and they haven't matched that against Michigan State at times. I don't think that's going to be a problem this year. And just talking to some of these offensive linemen before in the bye week, Carson Barnhart, for example, you could just see by the looks on their faces. But they've been circling this one, and there aren't going to be any excuses this time. They, they're going to have to come out and take care of business. I shared a story from the Wolverine.com where Harbaugh's quote from yesterday was, we're going to practice four times during the bye week for Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of the time, he said, now there are exceptions when the young guys get out there and they get to play. And, and some of the guys that haven't played yet will get a chance in some of these practices, the young guys, the freshmen. But uh, normally, they start preparing for that after the bye week, and this is what they call an improvement week. But they are, they've implemented some things, and they're getting ready for that. And uh, I can guarantee you they've had some analysts, extra analyst work on the Michigan State film this year. they got a good receiver in Jaden Reed. I think we're going to see the similar offense to what we saw in 2015 when Aaron Burbridge, you know, there were a lot of jump balls to him and it worked. Uh, I think he had 150 yards receiving. I think he went head to head with Jordan Lewis, if I'm not mistaken, and and got the better of him half the time and it was enough to move the chain. So I think you're going to see a lot of that because I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. 
And uh, we know that Peyton Thorne has been inconsistent, to say the least. But that deep ball we saw against Wisconsin, and again, this isn't your typical Wisconsin team, but you've got a playmaker out there who is going to really battle and give D.J. Turner, Michigan's outstanding corner, uh, he's going to make him work. So I think that's what you're going to see, and I think that's what they're going to have to prepare for in this game. Is there a hashtag, Harb is coming? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think the, hard, the hashtag Tuck Cummins gone now too. At least at this point, yeah. It's I think amazing. Deep Water and Woodshed uh, is uh, <laughs> off the table as well. But there, you know, he's two and zero, oh, and and that's uh, and I think what I'm hearing from Harbaugh's presser, from your story on him, from you today, Chris, that Harbaugh's a competitor, and you know they took care of Ohio State last year, uh, but the Michigan State game finally has reached the level that they're going to talk about it because all these coaches just looked the other way and it was always Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. And here's Mel Tucker 2-0 with $95 million. And Harbaugh, the contract issues he's gone through, oh, he wants to beat Mel Tucker a week from Saturday night. He really yeah, does. without question. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? They'll say, they'll go back to 20 and 20 and say, well, we had four guys now in the NFL. That it was Rocky Lombardi got national QB of the week and then had to transfer to Northern Illinois. <laughs> and and came in and laid an egg. And and you know what? It was, it's one of, but that's what happens in this game, right? The guy was outstanding. Remember Ricky White? I think the receiver's name was. I don't think he'd ever had another game where he had multiple <laughs> catches. And he had like 150 or 180 yards receiving in that game. So uh, that's the way, you know what? If they take Take their shots and like last year, fourth and two or fourth and two at midfield, and that game's over if they don't convert. They throw a fifty yard pass that has to be perfect and it has to be a perfect play over Michigan's best defender, Dax Hill, and uh, and they Jeez. convert. So uh, you, you know what? It happens. It's, it's weird things happen in this game. And uh, you know we had the, you had the call last year that overturned the touchdown that never should have been. And uh, you know what? It happens. So again, you've got to erase all doubt in this game when you're that much better of a team like Michigan is this year. And Michigan was last year. Let's be honest. Even though Michigan, Michigan State won eleven and two, Michigan was probably the better football team, judging by the end of the year. Um, you still, when you're this much better, you've got to take care of business and eliminate all doubt. And I think that's what they plan on doing this year. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer guest sign. He's going to stick around for another segment. Chris, uh, we'll get to this yes, team and, and what they need to improve on during this bye week. What are their weaknesses that Mel Tucker and Mich- even Michigan State could exploit? And as we go down the schedule, uh, we'll go game by game leading up to the game in Columbus to close out the season. So stick around, okay, Chris? You bet. All right, Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign. Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. If you have a Michigan football question, uh, you can drop those at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. And punting for bucks is your chance to win premium play. $15,000 cash and a 2023 Polaris Ranger. Drawings are every Saturday in October, 7 to 11 p.m. And on October 29th, one winner drives off in a new Polaris Ranger with a $5,000 Cabela's gift card. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway 
reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Rock and country music's hardest hitters join forces. Five-figure death clutch. Brantley Gilbert. With special guest, Corey Marks. November 9th, Van Andel Arena. On sale now with Ticketmaster.com. Five-figure death punch's new album, Afterlife. Out now. Five-figure death punch and Brantley Gilbert live. Huge here for the Tullymore Golf Resort. Now they're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. And before the snow flies, there's still time to get a round of golf in at Tullymore. Go to TullymoreGolf.com, book a tee time, a stay and play package, keep an eye on the weather forecast. They still have great golf remaining this fall before the snow flies. And they have event space and lodging. A wedding, a reception, a business get-together. Even during the winter, you can book an event or a wedding or a reception inside the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. If you want more info, go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. And if you want to get around a golf in before the weather changes and the snow sets in, Go to TullymoreGolf.com. Book that tea time at TullymoreGolf.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Tour Studio. Do you want to thank Jim Bolton and his team at the Railside Golf Club in Byron Center, just south of GR in the west side of the state? Private golf club, but their restaurant and pavilion for weddings, receptions, or both. Business events, celebrations is open for public rental and the restaurant is open to the public south of GR and Byron Center. We'll be out there Monday for our annual Huge Rivalry Cup. Michigan and Michigan State fans, Ryder Cup-like format, three nine-hole matches. Most points wins. And Daryl Descrange from Mizuno Golf is providing four wedges that will be closest to the pin prizes on four par threes. Jim Boltima has a great team uh, there in Byron Center. And the weather's supposed to be like 70 degrees, if not warmer. We've had weather, seriously, it's been 29 degrees in sleet. But we always play it. It's awesome. We have selected all the teams you've been contacted. If you did win one of the twosomes, Chili Dogs, Chili. And we're going to luck out with what we have today for weather to next Monday should be beautiful. At the Railside Golf Club in Byron Center, remember their restaurant is open to the public for lunch and dinner, and the pavilion is available for rentals for businesses, celebrations, events, weddings, and or receptions. 
go back and talk to Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider standing by on the Meyer guest line. So, Chris, when you look at the schedule, out of the obvious one at Ohio State, what game concerns you the most that could be a trap game for Michigan? Illinois. And that's the game before Ohio State. And they are a physical team. And if you look at the way they defend the run, uh, defend the pass, really their defense overall. So it's interesting. You know, we were talking about the West West champion might have three losses. Well, Illinois did lose to Indiana somehow in the opener. So they've come a long way, and they're continuing to build. Uh, and I haven't looked at the rest of their schedule yet to see who they still have to play. But um, that's a team that... You know, Indiana in the past has been one of those teams that has been physical with Michigan right before the Ohio State game, and you're like, wow, uh, didn't expect that. And uh, maybe you kind of overlooked them a little bit, and can't do that with this team. These guys are going to bring it, and Brett Bielema is a good football coach. You got you got Paul Christ fired at Wisconsin, right? Going in there and bludgeoning them 34 to 10 on their on their own turf. So that would be the one. Uh, I don't see. I don't see Michigan State uh, hanging with them. Again, I think they might score a, a couple touchdowns, but uh, they can't run the ball. This is not a team that is that is really built to beat a team like Michigan, and I don't think they're going to be able to stop Michigan, Michigan's run. I think they're 80th in the country right now, so and then 112th or 120th, if I'm not mistaken, in, in pass efficiency defense. So that's a game that if you took the the green and white off of it and said, okay, uh, which are the which is the worst of the four teams that Michigan has remaining, then you'd say Michigan State might be that one. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. Nebraska's no good either. So And it is an easier schedule this year, right, Bill? But you look at last year's was one of the tougher ones. I think this has been it's been fair, you know, to come back with one of the easier schedules, and, and it happens. It's just one of those years. Only two remaining road games are at Rutgers after Michigan State and at the Buckeyes on November 26th to close out uh, the season. Michigan State, a 7.30 night game on ABC at the Big House, then at Rutgers, Nebraska, and Illinois back-to-back weeks. Squirrely teams, uh, Illinois is physical. I remember watching that Indiana game. Uh, they 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 play kind of Iowa-type football, and it's Brett Bielema's signature football, and you're right. Uh, a week before Ohio State, it will be interesting uh, how that plays out. But that's the schedule. Michigan State at home at Rutgers, Nebraska at home, Illinois at home, and at Ohio State. And what's good is that, you know, if, if you're Illinois, you're back in the polls. You're at number 18, I think, when I see the number. And if they keep winning, you could really get two ranked wins uh, to close out the season, and I'm looking at their finish for Illinois. Uh-huh. You know, if if you go down the list and you see Michigan State on November 5th, so that's a week after the Michigan game, Purdue at Michigan at Northwestern. That's not an easy finish for no. Illinois. It isn't. No, Purdue. Uh, you know, where's that Michigan State game? They it's a, it's in East Lansing, so uh, yeah, the week sure. after – you know, it could be a hangover game the week after Michigan, Michigan State, which is a, a week from Saturday night. Yeah, and I think Illinois will be favored in that game. And uh, but I think Michigan State's starting to get a little bit healthier too, and getting a few of their guys back. So 
this isn't a good football team, and I don't. I think even Michigan State fans would acknowledge that. But they're going to be a little bit better if they're healthier. So, uh, but yeah, and and Purdue. You know what? Purdue is is capable of beating just about anybody in the in the West. They should have beaten Penn State in the opener, for being honest. So, uh, a lot of football to be played. This that's why November football is the best football. You know, and and you can count October 29th and that too. This is when it really starts to get interesting, and this is when championships are won. So, a lot of teams with a lot of games remaining, and uh, we'll keep an eye on the West too. Whoever comes out of that division is the sacrificial lamb, right, for either Michigan or or Ohio State. But uh, they still want to win that division, and it'll still be interesting to see how it plays out. I think Purdue, that winner of that Illinois Purdue game, probably wins the West. That's my guess. Very, very possible. And I don't know who Purdue's got left either. You know, that's the thing. So uh, you have to go down and analyze schedules and say, okay, uh, it could be, Bill. It could be that you have a couple of teams in that division that have three losses tied at the top, and there's a tiebreaker that that uh, determines it. It's it's just a weird division. There's no question. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do when USC, UCLA, and some of the other Pac-10 teams come over, how they divide the divisions or what they do to make it more balanced because right now – Let's be honest, it's a joke. I'm looking at Purdue's finishing schedule. They're at Wisconsin on Saturday. Then they get a bye week, and they host Iowa. Then they're at Illinois on November 12th. (laughs) Northwestern at home and at Indiana. That's Purdue's finish. Yeah, and none of those, I mean, except for Northwestern probably, are games. They look like coin, coin flip games, right? Yeah, it's weird. So uh, that's what that's what I love about Big Ten football, though, and and uh, again about November football. So, but Michigan arguably has the easiest schedule remaining <clears throat> of, of all the Big Ten teams heading into Ohio State. And I know Ohio State doesn't have a, a daunting schedule either, but they do have to go to Penn State, and Penn State generally plays them tough. They're almost always plays them tough in Happy Valley. That's a flawed football team, but that is a team that if they can stop the run, that secondary of theirs is really good. J.J. McCarthy only threw for 145 yards on them because he didn't have to throw, let's be honest. He only threw 24 times and most of them were underneath the or, you know, beneath the sticks there, but uh, that is uh, that's been an interesting place. Even when Ohio State has outplayed them there, they've lost at times, so we'll keep an eye on that one too. Chris Bowles from the Wolverine.com uh, Cade McNamara, just completely off the radar. I know he was hurt. I, I know there were some uh, tweets out there that he's unhappy and going to leave at mid-semester. What are you hearing in regards to Cade? No, that's garbage. You know what? This guy is a captain. Uh, he's going to come back. In fact, his dad got on there and he said, this is a bunch of crap. You know, now, if the tweet was about him transferring at the end of the year, then I agree with that. And what, what reason would he have to stay? He's going to have his degree. He's going to want to play. J.J. McCarthy is your quarterback. Cade McNamara had every opportunity, Bill, early in the season, especially the way that he played in the fall. He had a great camp for the most part, but then he started feeling the pressure at the end of it and came into that first game and he looked like it, didn't he? He looked like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders and and he and he missed his opportunity. So but at the same time I think he'll be back for the Michigan State game and they can use him as a backup. If something God forbid were to happen to JJ McCarthy, you're gonna need a backup who's played and this is a championship level quarterback. I don't care you've got a segment of this Michigan fan base that doesn't appreciate what he did here uh, as you know, not only bringing some guys here, Mike Sainristle, for example, Michigan starting nickel who was a receiver before this year, he said Cade McNamara came 
and told him during the recruiting process that we are going to win a title. It's our class that's going to do it. And that's exactly what happened. And Cade McNamara was a big part of that. So getting him back in a backup role rather than having a guy like Davis Warren or Alan Bowman, who hasn't played in years, being your backup, I think would be huge. So it will be good to have him back. I think he'll be back and suited up against Michigan State. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan insider joining us. Award manual, uh, behind the scenes, when you look at the athletic director, when you look at everything they've been through, the Harbaugh back and forth contracts, staying or going, uh, a lot of silence from the AD's office, the Michigan hockey thing uh, was kind of uh, played out in the media. How much longer do you think Ward Manuel is in it at Michigan? Um, you know what? That's a great question because I think there was a study done that Michigan's behind in NIL, and I don't think that would surprise anybody, right? There's no excuse to have the, like the 24th or 25th ranked recruiting class in the country given the year that they had last year. Given how they develop offensive linemen, given how they're dominating, wouldn't you think that offensive linemen and running backs would be lining up to come here? Well, the reason they're not is because they're getting outbid for them at this point, or they don't have a plan in place with their NIL, whether it be the players in on the team now or the recruits, something that they can point to and say, this is what you're going to get. They're losing recruits to schools that they shouldn't be losing recruits to. So they've got a new president now that's not going to stand for that. And he's saying, hey, you know, what is our plan? What are we going to do? It's going to be up to Ward Manual and the rest of the administration. I don't just put it on Ward Manual because it's not all about one guy. But uh, they need to be better, and that's an area in which they need to improve, and they know it. So I think a lot is going to depend on what happens over this next year and what is implemented here to make sure that Michigan's on par with these other programs. They're getting out-recruited by, I think, even Michigan State right now in this in this cycle, and that just shouldn't be happening, especially the way these two programs are, are trending. So we'll see, uh, but there's going to be uh, there's going to be accountability. I have no question about that. And speaking to people who know Santa Ono, the new president, and what he did at Cincinnati, and what how much he cares about athletics, that there's going to be accountability, and that includes everybody, including Ward. And sometimes when you get a new president at any level, uh, he wants his guys in there, especially in AD, to be his selection and right-hand guys. We'll see how it plays out. Michigan football, though, is rolling right now, number three and four in the polls. By week in Michigan State, a week from Saturday night. You can follow everything. University of Michigan Athletics at thewolverine.com. Chris, wonderful conversation. We'll talk soon. You bet, Billy. Thank you, buddy. All right, Chris Ballas joining us on the Meyer Guest on and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. Opt in to the huge text chain. Text HUGE to 21000. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first basket score or prop bet on any NBA game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. 
Get more for your money at Meyer. Get in the spirit with 20% off Halloween outdoor decor and Halloween costumes for the family from $9.99 to $44.99. And even if you dream of candy, don't forget pantry staples. Buy five, save $5 on Swanson broth or stock and craft shredded or chunk cheese. Plus, get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money and get more in one place. Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for the Grand Rapids Gold. They're the Denver Nuggets G League team coached by former NBA All-Star Andre Miller. And they'll be playing their home games in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And the Gold's home opener in GR will be Thursday night, November 10th. If you need tickets, quick link, follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Twitter, Facebook, or just Google Grand Rapids Gold. Their home opener is on Thursday night, November 10th at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live, wrapping up another hour. Remember, 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino. Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are set to head into the final hour on a Tuesday get-together heard statewide on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you or where you'll be traveling to, go to thehugeshow.net. You can listen to the live stream for free at thehugeshow.net. And on the iHeart app, just search The Huge Show. And you can listen live on the iHeart app anywhere in America. Inside this hour, Doug Skeen is a five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at the University of Michigan, late 80s, early 90s. He is also co-host of the Wolverine.com Michigan football podcast. He'll join us for a couple of segments. We'll talk about that trench play, Michigan's O-line, D-line, the win over Penn State, and what lies ahead 
the rest of the season for Michigan football. If you have a Michigan football question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. All of our social network interaction is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team. The Grand Rapids Gold, who now will play their home games at Van Andel Arena. Game one is Thursday night, November 10th. Get your tickets at the usual Ticketmaster outlets, Van Andel Arena box office. And follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our Bud Light huge question of the day off of Michigan football. How good they looked against Penn State. Do you feel Michigan will run the table in the regular season, including winning at Ohio State and finish 12-0? Because last weekend showed me a lot against Penn State that was a top-five rushing defense coming in. Michigan rushed for more in one game against the Nittany Lions on Saturday than that Penn State defense had given up all season long. And when you step back and go inside the numbers on Ohio State and you look at who they've played, Notre Dame was number five at the time, and that was a big boy matchup. But Notre Dame is mediocre. They'll struggle to make a bowl, probably backdoor into a bad bowl and get a better bowl because they're Notre Dame in a TV draw. Ohio State hasn't played a defense worth a darn. And outside of Iowa this weekend and at Penn State, Michigan will be the best defense they faced all year. And if you're going to go on the road and win at any level, high school, college, or pro, it's about your O-line being able to run the ball, and it's about your defensive line controlling the opposition. And that's what happened last year on why Michigan dominated a high-powered Ohio State offense. Oh, it's snowing. No, 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 no. No. It was line play. And this guy loves it. When the lines are dominating at Michigan, that's usually when championships are won. Doug Skeen for the Michigan Football Podcast at the Wolverine.com. He's standing by in the Meyer guest line. Doug, you have to be so impressed with line play on both sides. Well, there's not a lot to complain about, is there, as a former Michigan lineman watching these guys play and develop. Um, Bill, that that performance there against Penn State was uh, one for the ages. I mean, uh, good grief, you got two guys, you you got 400 yards of rushing, and you're just dominating people. Of course, the game was out, you know, looking back at it, the game was not without its areas of concern, right? Red zone offense in the first part of that football game was concerning. You can't kick field goals um, uh, and expect to win all these games, but it didn't matter in this game because we just crushed them and made a couple adjustments and the guys made a good cut and all of a sudden we're off to the races and it was a track meet. Um, and then the defensive line was you know, causing disruptions and guys making plays right and left, so you know, you just talked about it leading up to uh, this conversation with you and I. If your offense and defensive lines are handling the trenches, then it's not a guarantee, but you, boy, you've just dramatically increased your chances of winning when you can have that kind of play up front. The only flag that I put up on what looks like another fabulous season for Michigan are the slow starts that's been one consistent thing, as well as the consistent play of the O-line in the running game and the defensive line developing. Slow starts, Maryland, Iowa, Indiana, 
and even Penn State. And then the second half, they turned it on and looked like a top-four team in America. Yeah, and, and the danger there, as we know, if we peek down the schedule a little bit, the danger there is you can't you can't have a slow start in Columbus. That is that'll kill you, um, and so that has to be addressed. And I'm I'm sure it's an, an issue there. But you get down inside the red zone, and, and there's two different phases in my mind. The red zone there's there's inside the twenty, and there's inside the ten. Those are two different feelings down there as you get closer to that goal line. And as we got closer, we've seen the sputter a little bit, and the field does get tight, and that's a different feeling in there for sure. Um, but, but Bill, I think that uh, if Michigan can figure out how to score touchdowns in those situations rather than these doggone field goals, now I think the feeling about the trip to Columbus can change a little bit. But until then, um, still, I think that, that matchup late in the season, there's still some things that Michigan has to clean up if we're going to talk about going down there and winning. What would, what, what would be that list of things to clean up, Doug, that Michigan, by the time they get to Ohio State, and let's say they win you know, against Michigan State a week from Saturday and they don't lose a, a game, what do they need to work on, clean up, as you well, say? Yeah, so, so if you watch the Indiana game, as we all did, and you watch the Penn State game, what I really feel like now defenses are doing is uh, they're really pinching the edge of the box, right? From tackle to tight end, that edge of the offensive line, they are crashing down inside to take away Michigan's bread and butter, pull a lineman, kick the defensive end, pop another lineman and or tight end, following around to fill, it in, fill up on the front side to go get a front side linebacker, and then the back follows that. It's old power football, Bill. And it is Michigan's bread and butter. They did it all year last year, and we're doing it again this year. Well, as teams start to take that away, what I mean by cleaning things up, and we saw it against Indiana, and we saw it against uh, Penn State, the tight ends and the tackles, I mean, this is the, this is, these are the critical, those two positions. You've got to be so good at getting down in that stance when you know that defensive lineman across from you is going to is going to slant across your face and threaten your inside gap. You've got to not allow any penetration. And at some points in both of these last two games, we were allowing penetration and allowing negative plays. We would have a tackle for loss on first down, and now it's second and 12, second and 13, or worse. Those are the little things I think that you have to clean up and absolutely minimize to go down there and beat the Buckeyes in Columbus because they're going to score points. And as, as good as Michigan's defense is coming around, that's a different animal down there. Um, by the time we get there, they'll be running on all cylinders, I'm sure. So if I'm going to get nitpicky, which is, you know, I do this, and Ballas criticizes me and people you know, listen to my podcast, they say, boy, scheme's too hard on these guys. Well, this is only because this is the way I was coached, right? And if you want to go win the Big Ten, you got to be as close to perfect as possible. And certainly now with the playoff, to get up there, you got to be really, really good. So these are the kinds of things I do believe that Coach Moore, the offensive line coach at Michigan, and this offensive staff are talking about. You've got to clean this up. You can't have all these negative plays, even though you drop 400 yards of rushing on them. That's exactly what these guys are being coached. Great game, guys, but we still got stuff to work out. The one thing I will say about Ohio State and going inside the Buckeyes, 
They haven't been tested by a defense. And Notre Dame has a good defense, not a great defense, but they're a three and three team because they're struggling uh, to score points. I I do believe Michigan will be the best defensive unit they faced, and in a hostile environment, late November, weather could be a factor. It couldn't be a factor. I, I just I'm really convinced after watching that defensive performance last Saturday that Michigan can go anywhere and beat anybody this year. There's not that Georgia defense out there. There's not that Alabama defense out there. I, I really feel that way about the Michigan defense and that O-line and the running game. I think you're right, Bill. I think you're absolutely right. Right now, after this last weekend, for sure, boy, it is lining up like there are the big two and everybody else in the Big Ten. We thought that Iowa and Penn State were going to be right there, you know, knocking on the door of maybe making a run at this thing. But it's looking like Michigan and Ohio State are the two. And I agree with you. If this Michigan defense continues to improve and show the, the, the pass rushing skills that they've got and Mozzie Smith and Graham in the middle of that defense causing havoc against running games, um, I don't have any question about that. I, I think you're absolutely right. The Michigan defense will be their biggest test. And then you flip the coin around, and this, this Ohio State offense is going to clearly be our biggest test by the time we get there. Um, there shouldn't be any hiccups. I'm looking, I just pulled up right here in front of me the Ohio State uh, schedule. The dark horse right now that's causing an eyebrow to be raised over on the other side of the league is, is Illinois. I'm not so sure how good they are. I haven't watched them play an entire game and just seen the highlights, but. You know, who's, who's possibly going to rise up and cause a problem? I, we play Illinois, but Ohio State does not. So they're, they're clearly going to be undefeated. I don't, I don't see how Penn State beats them, even though it's going to be the, you know, the whiteout home game there, which is a difficult environment. But definitely Ohio State's going to be undefeated, and, and we should be as well by the time we get to Columbus. Doug Skeen from the Wolverine.com Michigan Football Podcast, also five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line talking uh, Michigan football. One thing about the coaches this year, and again, that's what last year will do when you beat Ohio State, you win, you get to the Big Ten title game, you win that even with getting trashed by Georgia, the heat goes off the coaches. But uh, the in-game strategy, the lack of people piling on, I guess that happens when uh, you're undefeated. But I, I haven't really questioned the coaching too much at all this year. No, I, I haven't either, Bill. And I, I think that Coach Harbaugh and his staff were bringing things along at the appropriate pace. And, and the first, you go back into September, the first few weeks, I, uh, you and I talked, and, and Dallas and I talked about it on our podcast. I swear the Michigan offense was running about eight different plays, and that was it. And then we get into the Big Ten, and you see a few wrinkles, and then you see a few more wrinkles, and you see an adjustment here. And I think Michigan has been keeping this offense developing at the pace and exposing certain things to opponents uh, and future opponents at the pace that they want to. And it's all worked. We're clearly you know, scoring the points we need to, to score, and you see the development of the different units on the field along the way. So what does that mean? They're not panicking. They're not pulling out some beefy stuff. They're not getting away from who they are. Going back to what we saw last year, it's the same defense with some new faces. It's the same offense with a lot of the same faces, although a new one at quarterback, which does allow a few different things. Um, 
and that is that's been the difference. It, you know, you haven't seen any wholesale changes in what Michigan is has identified themselves as here in the last two seasons, and so that's that's really good news in my mind. And so you can kind of control the pace and control the expectations as you're asking the team to do more and more each week. And we talk about the things that they need to get better at. It's you know blocking and, and protecting that inside gap. That's stuff they've been working on since January. Back in the you know in the we started doing walkthroughs at the beginning of winter conditioning through spring football. So those are the fundamentals. So there's never any lack of familiarity with what you're asking these guys to go and perform. And if you get beat, you know exactly what you do to have to fix it to not get beat on the next one. And so again, credit credit to Jim Harbaugh for knowing where the limits are with his team and what he can ask them to do and what he's not asking them to do because the results are undeniable to this point. Doug Skeen, former Michigan offensive lineman, part of the Wolverine.com Michigan football podcast with Chris Ballas. He's joining us on the Meyer guest line here in the huge show across Michigan. And the development and play of that O-line and Corum and Edwards at running back has really taken a ton of pressure off of J.J. McCarthy. Well, there's no doubt about that, Bill. Uh, there, there probably are some Michigan fans out there saying, well, we should air it out more. We should see J.J. We should unleash J.J. more. We should let him do more. Why? <laughs> you know, why? You're dropping 400 yards of rushing, 250, 300-something yards of rushing, and these two running backs are doing their thing, and the offensive line is coming around and pushing people around and getting a little swagger to them and a little – a little cockiness out there, and they're having fun while they're rubbing people into the ground. Um, you don't need to stretch your quarterback. You don't need to ask him to do things that maybe he's not ready to do or comfortable to do, and and, and yet you know that he can. Um, you know, the, the, the broadcasters on the television uh, the other day were talking about, you know, are we going to let J.J.? Is this going to be the game where J.J. has to put the game on his shoulders? Uh, boy, if you don't need to ever do that, you don't. You let that the five or six guys up front carry that load, and then JJ is just comfortable in there, and he's confident in there because he knows when it is a play action or it is a pocket situation, he can sit in there, find his guy, deliver the ball, and off we go. And if not, what does he do? He scrambles out of there, get yourself a first down, and he's got some wheels to do it, and he looks absolutely comfortable along the way. Why would you want to change any of that? And if you're going to beat Ohio State, you're not going to beat them 57-55. You don't have the offense to do that right now with a young quarterback. They got a guy that is right there in the Heisman conversation. But you're going to win in Columbus by uh, long drives, eating clock, and having your lines defensively and offensively control that game. Absolutely. You want to go to Columbus and beat this offense with, with Stroud, at quarterback, and the weapons that they have, you keep him on the sideline, and you take seven, eight-minute drives, and you but you have to cash in with touchdowns when you get down in the red zone. Field goals in Columbus will not get it done, and so the recipe is 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 is, is as true and as simple in the year twenty twenty two as it was way back in the day, Bill, when we played, and even before us. You, you have to go down there and beat them in the trenches. That's how we did it a year ago, and it'll be no different this year in Columbus. I think that's going to be the theme against Michigan State, that if they can just pound the football and eat the clock and keep it away from Michigan State and they get out of there with a 24-7 win, Hardball will be a happy man. 
Uh, well, no question about that. I would say that these players probably want to hang more than 24. <laughs> I think that this team certainly is, is not short on memories of the disappointment they had last year up in East Lansing when uh, they're running back and their coaches had a really good day um, scoring points against the Michigan defense. I think this Michigan defense specifically has a point to make against Sparty here in a couple weeks, uh, and for good reason. Um, you know, I think that uh, that Michigan defense from a year ago and, and the way we saw them perform against Ohio State, boy, I think there's anything they'd like to have back would be the way they performed against Michigan State. They're going to get that chance here in a couple weeks. Um, but the recipe is absolutely the same. If you want to win in football, Bill, there's some pretty simple things. One of them is making your opposing quarterback very uncomfortable early in a football game. And it doesn't mean you have to have the sack for an official tackle for loss. If you just hit him, disrupt him, pressure him, bump him, take away passing lanes, knock down a ball or two, early in a football game, it knocks off all the rhythm, rhythm, starts making that quarterback wonder about my pass protection instead of waiting patiently on routes to develop. That is the recipe then. It will be the recipe a week from Saturday when we play them. Doug Skeen joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, former Wolverine offensive lineman, co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast. You can hear the Wolverine.com. If you have any Michigan questions, add Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word huge out of 21,000. So the areas of improvement, they get the games necessary. There's not juggernauts waiting for them until Ohio State. The schedule is really setting up for Michigan to be 11-0 and going into Columbus. Uh, yeah, I, I would say I would say the first challenge, Bill, and, and, I, and I, I know, you know some people might freak out when they hear me say this, but this Michigan State team is dangerous. They always are. Um, they got enough players in that team. They got wide receivers. They got a veteran quarterback. And none of this season has gone the way that they probably thought it was going to go with some of the losses that they've had. Um, but as we've all seen, if you live in this state and you watch this rivalry and you play in it, it's, it is a different game. It is a different game than the Michigan-Ohio State game, but it is definitely a rival game. And Michigan State and Coach Tucker, they know how to play this game. Um, so um, I don't think there's any easy street here. I'm not saying that you're saying that, Bill, because um, you've watched enough of these rivalry games over the decades here to understand this. Um, but this will be a challenge, uh, no doubt in my mind. Michigan State always plays its best when they play against Michigan, certainly the last 10-plus years into the transition with Coach Tucker, no doubt. Um, so I'm looking at this as a, as a serious challenge to Michigan's quest to absolutely be undefeated going into Columbus. But I think if you look at the rest of this schedule, with the only question mark being maybe Illinois, this next game against Michigan State is the biggest challenge until we get to Columbus. Why is Michigan State such a big challenge when this team, up until getting the W at Wisconsin, was getting blown out by everybody at home and away? You know, that's a great question. Uh, why is it, why is the Michigan State game always such a challenge? Um, you just, you know, in one word, it's the emotion of it all, Bill. Football, for anybody that's played, you watch this game. Um, it's a very emotional game. And uh, when you when you sit around for a year and you think about your rivals and you think about the teams you really want to beat and you stare at your schedule all, all winter long and you 
you do all the training that you do, and Michigan State puts such a heavy focus on this particular game, it's no wonder that they usually play their best when we play them, uh, whether it's in Ann Arbor or up in East Lansing. And so um, it just they just bring it. The Spartans know how to bring it in this game. And um, it's, it's, you know, even in the years, even in the years, Bill, going back over the time when Michigan has won this game handily, it still doesn't feel easy. You know, I, I go back to the years when we played, you know, we beat them pretty easily in a few games. Uh, in, a, in a few games, it was very, very close. Um, but boy, man, what an absolute physical brawl it, the, all of those games were. And I think it just comes down to the emotion and the effort that the players put into this thing. And when you do that and everybody's pulling together for a common mission to beat a rival, then special things can happen. We see it happen in college football every year. And this game against Michigan State is no different. So Michigan had better be ready because uh, they could absolutely rise up and beat you because Michigan State understands, again, how to play this game. Doug Skeen understands how to play the game of football from Allen, Texas to Michigan, five-time Big Ten champion. Uh, He'll join us for one final segment coming up here in a few moments. I do want to talk about uh, the rest of the Big Ten and also Harbaugh's culture rebuilding inside this team the last two years. It's been brilliant, and I think it's a big factor why this team keeps improving. Stick around, Doug, okay? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Doug Skeen joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. You have a Michigan question. Add Huled Show on Twitter, The Huled Show on Facebook. Remember all of our social network interactions presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They now call Van Andel Arena home for all their home games this year. First one will be Thursday night, November 10th. Tickets available And they're going fast at the usual Ticketmaster outlets. And follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. More conversation with Doug Skeen from the Wolverine.com Michigan Football Podcast on the Wolverines running the table undefeated through the regular season. Skeen is standing by. We'll hear from him after this network, T.O. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day only at SoaringEagleCasino.com. It's truly rare for the Michigan-Michigan State football game that both teams have a bye leading in. If nothing else, that should get everybody as reasonably healthy as can be expected at this time of the year. And the Spartans win over Wisconsin at least gives them a shred of momentum getting ready for a big game. There's no doubt that if Michigan State can have an upset win in Ann Arbor, it would clearly make the Spartan season and maybe set them up for a winning record down the road. They will be a solid underdog. Everybody knows that, but the pressure likely is on Michigan. The Wolverines have a high-powered running attack. We've seen that. Michigan State's defense is going to have to play at least as well, in my opinion, as it did when it held Wisconsin to 285 yards. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle and digging for gold every Friday in October for your chance to score up to $5,500 in cash for premium play. Hourly winners from 7 to 11 p.m. each week. And on October 28th, all the prizes turn to cash. See what you'll dig up only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway 
reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Celebrating Billy Joel, October 28th at DeVos Performance Hall in downtown GR. I'm in a New York state. Celebrate Billy Joel, America's Piano Man, 50 Years of Billy Joel, October 28th at DeVos Performance Hall in downtown GR. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We always broadcast from the Auto Valley Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. A reminder on Thursday, the MSU basketball all-access show inside the team meeting room. I'll be there with Izzo, his assistants, and his players. That will be Thursday from 3 until 6 exclusively here on the Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Thank you, Michael Carey, who heads up basketball media relations for his help in setting this up. We've done it every year except one. Or did we miss two because of the pandemic? I think we missed two because of the pandemic. So we're back in East Lansing on Thursday. Then on Friday, Jeff Risden, our Lions insider in studio, looking ahead to the Lions at the Cowboys on Sunday. Andre Miller, the new head coach of the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League team. He'll be in studio with Steve Jabara, the Gold owner. And that's on Friday on the huge show across Michigan. Let's go back and continue our conversation with Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at Michigan, late 80s, early 90s. Also the co-host on the Michigan football podcast, that you can hear at thewolverine.com. We'll check in with him once again on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great here on a lovely, lovely Michigan fall day. All right. Uh, so the culture building, that hardball, you know, from the expectations on the year with Shea Patterson to reports of Patterson not being the team player to hardball desperately searching for a quarterback going back to – Jake Rudock, who gave him a great year one. 
what changed? Uh, how, how this team, you can feel that they're tight. You can see it in game. You look at the emotion when Mike Hart collapsed. That last year with Hutchinson's leadership, uh, the players, that they, they look like old school Michigan football teams that really liked each other. How did that culture building uh, get to this level that quick? Well, you got to go back a couple seasons, right? So, uh, what, two years ago, Ohio State has its way with Michigan yet again. And uh, we heard it for the better part of, well, certainly the rest of the Harbaugh era, but, but even before that, we heard it for 10 plus years. Michigan teams would get beaten up by Michigan or Ohio State and Michigan State sometimes too, but that Ohio State game, it ends your season and you get your butt kicked. And we heard so many teams say, we've had enough. This, this next year is going to be different. This year is going to be different. And yet it wasn't for all those seasons. And then something happened in January of two years ago where that group of guys said, this is going to be different, and we're going to do something different. And, Bill, I don't have an answer because those, those answers are somewhere inside the walls of Schumbecker Hall and the guys that were on that team two years ago to reset the direction and the culture inside that building. And, and all we can do, and, and myself and others and you and all the fans that watch Michigan play, you can just measure the differences in the performance on the field. And you know, I keep talking about it. We talked about it after last week's game. And you just mentioned it about you know the situation with Coach Hart going down. You can just see that these guys really enjoy being around each other. They're playing hard for each other. They're celebrating together. And that is the special sauce that's hard to replicate. But, man, when you're part of something like that, it is so much fun. It just breeds confidence. Uh, your, your ability to, to get through adversity in the middle of a football game and the, and the amount that you've got your, your, your teammates back and the offense is for the defense and the defense is for the offense and guys are high-fiving the punter and it just all clicks. But that stuff doesn't happen in one fall camp. That happens way back when you're sitting around on a cold Tuesday night in January with your buddies, uh, you know, watching some Seinfeld reruns or something at the time, or you're playing, you know, you're playing Xbox or whatever it was when we used to sit around and we would just talk, and you'd have these conversations amongst teammates, and you start to understand each other about what we, what do we want to do while we're here? How do we want to leave this place when our time is done as seniors? How are we going to be remembered? And we want our picture on the wall with the rest of all these teams going back to when the pictures were black and white. I want my name on that wall. And when you get your butt kicked by Ohio State, you don't get your name on the wall there. And so somehow, some way, that group of players a year ago, and now a lot of these guys on this year's team, they change the direction, and it's fun to watch. But it comes down to, if anybody that's listening to my voice, if you've ever been part of a great team, and you just have to describe that thing and, and your greatest memories, it's about those friendships and those, and those relationships, and chances are they're still strong to this day. And those are the things that we're seeing happen with this Michigan football team. And, yeah, the credit goes to Jim Harbaugh in getting the right guys in the right place with the right mindset about giving themselves up to the team and playing hard for the team and helping each other. And when you can do that, special things happen, and that's what we're seeing. Doug Skeen, co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast at the Wolverine.com with Chris Ballas joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Final thoughts. If Michigan runs into a defense, and I, 
I don't think they will the rest of the year, including Ohio State. That could shut down that run. What is the next level for this Michigan offense against quality football teams we haven't seen? Well, someone can find a way to shut down this run, and I mean sub-100 yards, and we're struggling to get first downs, and they've really put a fence around J.J., then we're truly going to see the capabilities of J.J. McCarthy and this wide receiving staff to get open and find find a way to get first downs through the air. Um, that absolutely is going to happen at some point in this football season. The good news is that I think this kid's got all the capabilities to do it. Um, boy, when he goes on the run, he's still a threat to throw that ball deep and and with accuracy. So those kind of capabilities are exciting to see. But that's the only op- alternative, Bill. When the defense has got your got your 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 boxes filled and they're slanting and stunting guys and taking away running lanes, and Ohio State's very well coached, they'll be ready to go. That that game could absolutely be that way. Now your offensive line's got to give your guys three seconds. Two or three seconds at minimum, and you gotta you gotta hope those wide receivers can get separation, and you gotta back those guys off, and then you go back to your run. Um, there are there are curveballs you can throw in the run. Michigan's power game is obvious. They have some zone stuff. They can do medium and wide zone plays, and we've seen them do that this year. They got to, they got a sweep a sweep action. They can throw to defense. We saw Donovan Edwards run one deep with a, with a sweep to the sideline. Um, there are alternatives, but uh, eventually that quarterback's going to have to stand up and be the stud that we all think he is. Doug, good stuff. Always appreciate the conversation. We'll talk next week, and I'll get your prediction on the Spartans and the Wolverines on Saturday night, a week from Saturday night at the Big House. Yeah, it'll be great. Thank you, Bill. Go Blue. All right, Doug Skeen checking in on the Meyer guest on and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Up next, the fun governor, Tim McCullough, from the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. He'll tell us about the huge promotions, giveaways, indoor shows, and everything happening at Soren Eagle. He'll do that next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first basket score or prop bet on any NBA game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then, wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 dollars back in free bets turn game time into showtime with the king of sportsbooks visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager michigan only this is a new and existing customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance if you think you have a gambling problem call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help excludes michigan disassociated persons have you experienced grand rapids Lately, the city is vibrant, growing, and offers up so much when it comes to entertainment, including two fantastic concert destinations, Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. Just Google Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. You can get a list of the current shows with tickets on sale. Also, DeVos Place is the go-to show and convention destination on the west side of the state. 
And if you want to experience GR, go to experiencegr.com and plan your getaway to Grand Rapids and West Michigan. And speaking of West Michigan, I do want to salute the West Michigan Sports Commission for their journey on bringing Grand Rapids major sporting events and building a brand that's big not only on the west side of the state, in the state of Michigan, but across America. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan on the Michigan Sports Network. Thank you, Marty Boer, for everything you do for this show and the Michigan Sports Network. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort, will join us in a moment. Fly tells me that we have three four packs of Griffin's tickets, the Wings Top Farm affiliate in the AHL, who play at Van Andel Arena in downtown Grand Rapids. That will be for Wednesday night's home game against Milwaukee. Let's take callers 7, 8, and 9. If you haven't won anything in the last 30 days, callers 7, 8, and 9. And you'll get the e-tickets, the emailed version, so it's simple and easy wherever you're listening across the state. Callers 7, 8, and 9 at one 838 4843 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Each of you will get a four-pack of Griffin's Milwaukee Admirals tickets, and you can see future wing stars Wednesday night on the ice in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. If you haven't won anything in the last 30 days, callers 7, 8, and 9, 1-866-838-4843. Four three. That's one eight six six eight three eight. Huge. I think we get word that the fun governor is standing by. Tim McCullough from the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Timmy, what's going on at Soren Eagle? Man, so much going on, Bill. And what you got going on is pretty chill, giving away free tickets. That's like a jackpot right there, let me tell you that, first and foremost. But we got Hunting for Bucks Saturdays in October from 7 to 10 p.m. when you're sure of $58,000 in cash and prizes. Our drawings, like I said, from 7 to 10 for $1,500 in premium play. And at 11 p.m., the first four Saturdays, we're giving away $15,000 in cash. And at 11 p.m. on Saturday, October 29th, one lucky Access Club member will win a 2023 Polaris Ranger XP North Star Edition. That's the really cool one, and $5,000 to Capellas with a cool gift card. So make sure you come out Saturdays in October and be part of Hunting for Bucks. And then on Fridays, we're digging for gold. That's right. That's what we do from 7 to 11. Hourly drawings for a chance to win $5,500 in premium play. And on Friday, October 28th, hourly drawings will have a chance to win up to $500 
$5,500 in cash. So excited about the cash. Can't even get that right. So make sure you come out Fridays and Saturdays to be part of those huge promotions, as Bill says. And we love it when he does. And then we talk about shows here at Soaring Eagle. So much going on. Just coming off a couple great shows with Ron White and Clay Walker. Now we're moving on to Sebastian Maniscalco. Two shows for you, 7 p.m. and then 10.30 p.m. It's going to be a huge Friday night here at Soaring Eagle. And then we got Christopher Cross and John Wade on the 28th of uh, October. Huge Christmas par- uh, Christmas Halloween party going on in the sense, so make sure you come out for that. And then we're moving on to uh, some really cool stuff here. If you're in the R&B, November 4th, Jodeci. And then on the 11th, Babyface on our stage. Then we move on to November 12th, The Hunks the Show. Girls, come on out and have a good time. Enjoy the guys doing what they do. Then Cocktails, Carvings, and Candy Canes is going to kick off November 20th. Six. It's huge. It's a great eat and drink and enjoy some great music in our ET hall. That starts at 630. And then this is really cool. Grab your sweaters. Grab a good time. Johnny Mathis Christmas, December 3rd, 8 p.m. And I'll tell you what, that's going to be a show for the... Uh, I'm, I'm excited for Johnny Mathis, actually. Little River and Ambrosia. December 17th, and then, Bill, come on out for this one. Bring out your exercise equipment, because we're going to throw down and have a lot of fun with Flo Rida. December 27th, Pam Tillis and Lori Morgan. These beautiful ladies will be here December 29th. Come on and have a good time with all of them. And, of course, we're going to throw our huge New Year's Eve black and white party, as we do every year. We have a whole lot of fun, so you're going to want to come out and check that out. A lot going on, a lot to be had. Jackpots everywhere, Bill, and uh, we can't thank you enough for having us on. Tim McCullough, uh, the fun governor at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort. Everything and more he just talked about at SorenEagleCasino.com. And also download the Eagle Access app and follow Soren Eagle on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date on the giveaways, promotions, and shows in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Timmy will talk in seven days. Let's do it again, Bill. Thanks. All right, Tim McCullough, wrapping up our Tuesday broadcast presented each and every week. By the team at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort. Superfly tells me we had incredible phone interaction. Easy to get three winners of the Grand Rapids Griffins Milwaukee Admirals tickets for Wednesday night at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. The Detroit Red Wings top farm affiliate. You go to a game at Van Andel, it's like you're going to an NHL game. Fantastic venue. Now, if you missed any podcast, any interview, our full show, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. And if you want to listen live weekday afternoons at 3, go to thehugeshow.net. And our all-night, all-day replay happens from 6 p.m. until the next show airs. Superfly puts it together at thehugeshow.net, and on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. You can listen live weekdays at 3 and also get quick access to all of our podcasts. To everybody, we'll talk tomorrow at 3. Big. Bad. Huge.